I've got to be honest, I think that a lot of the time, they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work and there'll be, it's blood, sweat and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really sure. This is Your Welcome America presents Totally Scotly. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. We're back. Just for a little bonus. <laughs> a wee bonus ep. Thank you all for listening to the last eight episodes of Totally Scott Lee. And as a special treat and surprise, we have an interview with someone from Totally Scott Lee. Yes. You will have seen it from the episode description. But yes, we, uh, we had a little chat with Anthony Crank, the host of the live Totally Scott Lee kind of special from the devastating episode seven. And he's going to talk to us about the show, life in general, and some really fun stories from T4. (laughs) Strap in, let's do it. Joining us for Your Welcome America presents Totally Scott Lee is Anthony Crank. Hello, hello. We're beaming you into the LA studios from far away. Where are you, Anthony? I'm actually, well, I, 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 I was going to lie and say I'm, I'm in like sunny Manchester, but I'm, I'm actually in Warrington, um, home of Dame Kerry Tacona, you know, but I mean, another absolute um, TV hun as well. So yeah, I kind of, I went from, I went from um, war, born in Warrington, then went from Warrington to Manchester, Manchester to London, London back to Manchester, then to Brazil, and then finally settled back in Warrington, just on the outskirts of Warrington again. <laughs> Do you ever bump into Kerry in Warrington? No, but I do bump into her. I don't okay. know Lisa Appleton, who was, um, she's basically been called Warrington's answer to Kim Kardashian. She was in Big Brother um, with Mario, Lisa and Mario. And she, Mario. She, Mario, yeah. She, uh, who was the Sylvester Stallone look like. Um, I see her quite a bit. In our train station, one of our local train stations, there is a mural um, with, um, and it's got kind of Warrington luminaries on it painted. So there's like Pete Postlethwaite and Chris Evans, the ginger one, not the uh, not the um, Captain America. And then Kerry, and then um, a, mu- a beautiful mural of Kerry Katona in an alcove in Warrington train station. What kind of era Kerry is it? Is it like whole again Kerry, or is it? I think it's pre um, uh, pre um, um, it's mid Spurn and Phil. I think it's just pre that, just before she met Mark. Um, and she kind of graced us with that um, amazing, uh, legendary TV appearance on this morning. So I think it's round about there. Oh, yeah. She's, she's looking fit as a butcher's dog. <laughs> fit as a butcher's dog. That is a phrase we will need to explain to our US audience. We are going to do a Google image search of that mural, yeah. we have to say. Yeah. So, Anthony, yeah. we're thrilled that you can join us today. And our listeners will know that you featured heavily in episode seven of Totally Scott Lee, the live episode where you announced, you personally announced with <laughs> Emma Willis to Lisa that she she didn't make the top 10. I want you, you to cast your mind back to 2005. Yeah. What do you remember from that day? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so pleased you asked me on because for me, out of everything that I did, like every bit of TV, every, everything that I've experienced for me, and Emma says the same. Um, when I've spoken to Emma on the odd occasion um, since then, we always say that's the one thing that we'll never forget. Um, and I just remember it being, I, rem- I mean, if you look at us both, we're really dressed up. We're kind of, we, we went the extra mile, um, you know, kind of, we, we, I had a suit jacket on, she, she'd had a wash, uh, you know what I mean? And it was, <laughs> I 
I just remember it being a very special day, and I just remember us being in the studio, got into the studio particularly early, and it was almost like Beyonce was coming. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like we were greeted with kind of <laughs> pop royalty, um, and I've never forgot it. And it's yeah, it's when when I kind of was listening to your podcast and watching some of the stuff as well. I was, I was it takes me right back. Um, so I just remember it being a very special day, and it was a day that was also riddled with anxiety um i remember because it was at the old the old mtv studios on um which was the old tbm studios in camden um famous studios where they used to have select outs by june sarpong and donna air in a box um and stuff and um, it was <laughs> and i just remember it being because we we would used to do it every sunday live for three hours mtv backstage and and it was unscripted as well most of it and i just remember it being a particularly stressful day that's what i remember about it more than anything i was gonna say in the next episode in episode eight we see that script there's a script meeting that goes down in her dressing room and you can see that uh some parts of that day had to be scripted because she was not happy with some of the wording of it yeah i mean she was i remember i remember she took over my dressing room i remember that i had to get i had to share with willis um because she'd taken over my dressing room and i remember the whole family came on mass and we were, and my producer at the time, Kate Bates, she was, she took us in and it was, a, there was a lot of hushed conversations, a lot of, you know, kind of, you know, like conversations behind closed doors and, you know, in hushed tones and things like that. So did you, out of interest, because, I mean, you can really sense the anxiety in that episode mm. and you and Emma are, I feel like you're both going the extra mile to be very kind to Lisa on the show were you briefed by the producers to sort of be very complimentary to, to try and keep everyone happy yeah we were because if you think about those days 2005 I mean my background was um kind of pop journalism and celebrity journalism so I came into tv presenting through Ms magazine and more magazine you know when those were kind of really prevalent in society in those days and I ended up working at like tv hits and all the pop music mags and stuff and in those days, we were particularly cruel about kind of celebrities and pop stars. You know, like at More Magazine, we invented the circle of shame. You know, we'd be like, oh, Nicole Appleton's got a ripple of fat there. Let, let's put a circle. Or Patsy Palmer's got a bit of a bogey coming out of her nose. Let's draw a circle around it and stuff. So <laughs> I, I remember it being a very, on a weekly basis on MTV Backstage, we'd, we'd, we'd really take the mickey out of uh, totally Scott Lee and Lisa we'd you know we'd go for it and I remember that day Kate Bates our producer came in and she said to us specifically to me that we had to tone it down we really did because Lisa was in a particular do you know actually now it's come but come back to me um the big but it came from the head of MTV it came from the big the him upstairs oh. he, he had told us that because obviously it was an MTV um produced program as well that we had to go easy on her um so we particularly did but it was to be honest with you it was you couldn't have not because the atmosphere and she was in absolute floods of tears she was in buckets of tears um for a good 45 minutes to an hour before we went live to the show she was so stressed out and i remember nathan um nathan moore the manager um coming in and having a chat with us as well one-to-one -one just to kind of fill us in on everything that's going on 
Um, so yeah, I remember it being particularly high octane. Na- Nathan doing his job right up to the very end. Yeah. Good, old, good old Nate. I guess it's very different. It's very different when you've um, when you're watching the show. Even like you're saying, you're kind of introducing it every week and kind of laughing at it. But when the person is sitting right there, you kind of, I guess it's a different story, isn't it? You kind yeah, of feel like they're a human being a little bit more. Exactly, and I, I, it wasn't just Lisa. I mean, like, because I've known Lisa on and off, a through the music magazines, but um, back when I moved to London, in what Lady Di- Princess Lady died, Princess Diana died, and I was like, right, I've had enough. I'm moving from Manchester. I'm going to move to London, and I moved to London, <laughs> and I ended up, I ended up living in a really grotty um, uh, house, shared house um, with, and H from Steps lived. I lived in a house with H from Steps, and he had literally. I know that's a bit of an exclusive for you there. And he had, he had literally just signed to be in this new band. And at the time, um, it was H, um, Lisa, Claire. Um, and it, it wasn't Lee and Faye. It was a, a friend of mine called Derek, right, from Burnage in Manchester. And, <laughs> and a Chinese, and a, Chinese a, a crazy Chinese singer called... Um, Maddie, who called herself Angel. Um, and I remember Lisa coming round in those very early days, only once or twice. And, w- and I have a memory of going to a f- Lisa's flat with Claire or with Angel or one of them. So I kind of knew her from round about then on in. Um, so it was, so there was a vested interest in her anyway, but I just, I can, I can, I can vi- envisage her now coming through the turnstiles to MTV and already it, there was a, there was a, a dark cloud surrounding the whole family and her and she literally went straight to her place uh, straight to her dressing room locked the door and we were like you know we wanted to go and say hello to her it was a bit there was a bit of a time before we could get in there and say hello did you so did you and emma go and say hi to her before the show and how and how was lisa to to the two of you uh, we did and she was she was absolutely she was a mess she was a shaking mess a because oh. Um, I know, and this is it. I mean, this is it. I mean, you could not. I mean, you know, even though we did take the mick, and it, it was those days where we were, you know, kind of like celebrity, celebrity. You, you, it was a very different era, then, and you could take the mick, and you were particularly cruel with stuff that you couldn't get away with nowadays. She was. You couldn't not have had a heart for her. Um, a because she was. Um, a because we'd seen her every week, kind of breaking down on TV. Also. Just the fact that she was, she was just like all over the place, really. And I, I remember in particular her. She wasn't in a good place with Nathan. She was particularly having a go at Nathan. But the best thing about it is because I don't know for you guys, but the best thing about that show, um, for me week on week out was uh, Michelle Heaton from Liberty X, with a kind of just like a, a side eye and all this. And Michelle was there as well, and. It was almost, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it, but it was almost like Michelle was relishing it in some way. You know, kind of like, you know, like about the evil, the evil sister-in-law in that way. She would, there was a, I just remember Michelle had a smile, like, like a shitty grin on her face throughout most of it. And she was, that tracks. Yeah. She was particularly enjoying every moment of it. And I'll never forget that. She was loving, she was mugging the camera every single opportunity that she could. Yeah, it's it's. I think you bring up a really good point. It's such a different time of pop culture, particularly yeah. in the UK, when we were all pretty snarky and mean, savage, savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, even before the word savage was used in that way, and, yeah. and and I completely agree with you that 
Lisa, she comes, look, for all her flaws, she comes across as like, she's not a bad person. No. So you can only go so far in your kind of snarkiness with her. By the way, one thing I want to ask about, there was, in episode six, there was a launch party for the show in Leicester Square with mm. Alex Zane hosting it by the looks of things. Were you at that party? Oh, when you when you um, when you mentioned that, I can remember being there, but for most of that period, we were we were drunk, <laughs> um, you know, kind of. So I remember <laughs> we were, we would we would have gone on and freeloaded. But what I do remember um, is that me and Emma once um, got the train down to Rill. Uh, all the way to Sunny Rail, which is, you know, you know, real, 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 not a, a you know, a quaint little seaside town in the slightest. I think it's got the the biggest um, heroin problem uh, in North Wales. And we got the train down to to Rail, um, probably about five o'clock in the morning from Euston. It took us it must have taken us about three or four hours, four or five hours to get to to get to North Wales, um, and we spent the day. Um, with Nana Scott Lee and also I'm sure Lisa's mum and dad but I remember specifically going to Nana Scott Lee's and I remember it being the height of summer so it was something I mean compared to what you guys are used to but I remember it being ridiculously ridiculously hot and Nana Scott Lee and it was like a Tuesday had made us a traditional English Sunday roast but thick I remember it being thick stodgy gravy why were you there just, why, why did yeah, you was go this, there? Was this filmed? Yeah, it was filmed. It, I think it was just for a VT for a segment um, on our show. But you know, when we were week in week out following, you know, pre 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 um, broadcasting the program. But I'd never forget going for, to Rill for the day with Emma, both of us. I'm just, <laughs> and I think we were oh. we were kind of running gaily through the fields of Nana's back garden. That's something else I remember. <laughs> I can't remember being at the party. For some reason, I'm thinking Ronan Keaton was there. I can't, for some reason. <laughs> there was some random celebrities at that party. I mean, sure. Speaking of some of the other stars of Totally Scott Lee, did yeah. you ever get to meet uh, the true star of the whole show, which was record exec Roseanne, who yeah. we have called Nicola, because for some reason we just assumed her name was Nicola and we can't get away from it. Yeah, I did. You know, I met um, Roseanne. I've worked with Roseanne in the past, and I'm trying to think, I'm trying to rack my brains where, um, and it was, I can't think, did she manage A1? Or was the, there was another band that she was very, she was involved with, and that's where I met her, um, and she was terrifying back then. I think she came on one of our, <laughs> I think she came on one of our, um, a previous MTV um, backstage show, um, and even then she was petrifying. I'm sure she swore as well on tv i remember us once getting a rap on the knuckle from off from ofcom um because somebody swore and i'm sure it was Rosad that did it but i um i i've known nathan as well for years i nathan used to be after brother beyond he was in um french the, the french version of take that called um worlds apart um and when i first moved to london in 98 i lagged a job to black to job um working in kind of wardrobe and pa in on this european tour around france um with nathan um and stuff he never spoke to me he was horrible to me when he was on that um so i knew him back then <laughs> but then funny enough when i left kind of tv when i kind of all my tv went went the heads up and stuff and i moved back to manchester i trained to be an acting practitioner an acting coach and nathan was one of my students 
at the Manchester School of Acting for years and years. He was. And then, so I kind wow. of, so me and Nathan have had this kind of kinship for probably about 10, 10 15 years. What a wild, a wild kind of uh, trajectory as well for both of you. That's like, so for you to suddenly be his teacher, that's very funny. Exactly. And I, the last time I saw him was about, it was my friend's 40th. Um, and I saw him in Aldi on Market Street in Manchester. Um, and I made him stand against the wall and do a happy birthday video. And he loved every minute of it. He really did. Yeah, he was a nice guy, Nathan. He's, he's the Peter Pan of pop, isn't he? Now, you know, he's kind of the new, I always, I always used to call him the new Cliff. You know the new Cliff Richard. Yeah, he he, he doesn't. I know they said in the show he said he's like oh I'm he said I'm like oh I'm 47 or something in the show and that was in 2005 and we were like what he looks so young. Wow, so he must be what 103 now, mustn't he? Really? You know? yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've seen Nathan since the show. Have you bumped into any of the other Scott Lees or Lisa or anyone else since the show? Not in Warrington, no. No, I'm not in Warrington. Um, no, no. Have, have I ever bumped into Lisa? No, I haven't. I, I, I still, I, I speak to Claire, I speak to H, and I speak to Claire sometimes on, uh, on like social media and stuff. But I don't think Lisa will add me. I think she's, she's terrified, or you know, she's, you know, she's still bearing a grudge and stuff. I, uh, you know, and I loved it. Don't you love Electric? I thought Electric was an amazing song. I loved it. It's a, yeah, it's a, the thing is with that song, and I think Nathan mentions it in the final episode, they only had five weeks to promote it, whereas normally they might have ten. And I agree, if they'd had a bit more time to promote it, that song could have got top ten. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget as well in the sun on the, um, the following week, there was a journalist, and so, you know, kind of typical um, fleet, you know, kind of uh, Fleet Street back in those days, you know, really sardonic, you know, man in a suit in his mid in his late forties, celebrity. It wasn't Piers Morgan; it was somebody else, uh, a Scottish guy, and he did a review in his TV page, and he slagged us. He slagged my surname. How dare he? You know, he slagged my surname right, and he also, <laughs> and he also said that I had a uh, I had a face like a side of Serrano ham. You know those big hams you can buy, <laughs> Spanish hams. That, and I'll never forget that. That when anyone when anyone talks about it, totally Scott Lee. I always think of that idiot in the Sun newspaper saying that my face looked like a big piece of ham. How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> what what a spe- what a specific insult. Yeah. That's so yeah. strange. And and also, Anthony, in two thousand five, and still to this day, you're a very good looking yeah, man. Yeah, I was going to say. So... I, I beg to differ. I don't know if you heard my um my very thirsty comments about you on the last episode we did, but that ain't true. Or if it is, then <laughs> um, happily we'll eat ham. Bless you, bless you. It's a lot of it's a lot of filler so... and a, a lot of filler and a lot of confidence. That's all it is. And Botox. No, it's not. <laughs> hey, it's hey. It's working. It's working well, and you're speaking to two gays, two aging gays in LA. So we we understand. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I want a face like a like a cat by the end of living here. I want to look like Jocelyn Wildenstein. Oh God, I'd love. So Anthony, do I mean we've obviously been doing this show, the recapping of Totally Scott Lee for the past eight weeks. Yeah. Do and you know we're obsessed with it. People online love it. Do people still bring up this show to you regularly? No, they don't actually. Which the odd, me and Emma will speak about it often. Um, I, you know, if I've ever posted something or if somebody else posts something, um, you will, she'll, we'll always have a little comment. I will, we'll write a little message and stuff. And but um, no, some 
sometimes they do. I get a kind of lot of really, you know, kind of cool, um, cool, cool gays in their forties, you know, cultish kind of now we're DJs or record company execs or you know working uh, casting directors and stuff and they love the show and they'll often mention it as well but um, not as many as I'd like because as I said for me it's one of the it's one of the best things I ever did from this I also got to do um do you remember totally Jodie Marsh who will take her up the aisle um which was the second oh yes which was awful. oh yes we do <laughs> which was awful so I got to do yeah. Jodie Marsh's wedding um and do the live coverage of that and that was that was hell that was just oh you know oh, that, yeah you know it, it, mc those mtv days were just amazing and i think you know for me what encapsulated the whole kind of two years that we just under two years that we were at mtv me and emma was the was totally scotly it was by far the best the best part of that whole experience no well we we loved it obviously we've made we've dedicated eight weeks and thousands of hours to talking about it but um just real quick, our show, we try and do the differences between the US and UK pop culture. So that's kind of our, our thing. Yeah. So we were just kind of wondering, like, when was the last time you came to the US and like what your kind of impression of especially LA is? I love LA. I mean, I was lucky in in that period of time from like 2000, I think it was late 2002 to 2007 when I was doing TV. Um, in 2004, I went to... LA, New York, America in general, I think it was like something like 26 times. So I ended up going from a red, oh my a, having my Virgin Red membership card to having a gold membership card and then seeing it go back to silver and back down to red again over the period of 12 months. <laughs> I've not been there since, God, probably about 2008 um, with, with when, I was doing, when I was doing the holiday show on BBC One. I think that was the last time I went to Los Angeles. But it is... It is my favorite place. So it is my. I'm jealous of you two. It is my favorite place on earth. And if there's any, I'm I'm, I'm actually de- developing some. I'm working with a. Funny enough, I'm working with a TV company at the moment. A guy I used to work with on the holiday show, um, and they they kind of they said, Mike, we're gonna we, we want you to do some stuff, and um, we're developing something now. And I, everything I'm developing, I'm like, can we go over to Los Angeles? You know, is there any chance that we can? <laughs> or is there a subject matter over there? I'm, we're doing. We're working on something on. Only fans. We're doing like a. We're trying to get a documentary about only fans off the ground at the moment. So fingers crossed, I'll be you know, mincing up and down Melrose, mincing up and down Santa Monica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, finding all those all those only fans creators in like West Hollywood. There's yeah, exactly. A lot well, the next time you're over, we have to meet up and get the the you know the proper goss face to face as well. So, but speaking of goss, while we still have you as well, I mean, as gays of a certain age, T four. Yeah. It's very important and crucial to our upbringing and development as human beings. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> What's your fondest memory of T4? Oh, do you know, I've been thinking about this all, all day and all night, and there's just too many. There's, I mean, where do you, where do you begin? I, I remember once was that um, I remember Beyonce coming down to Channel 4 to do Crazy in Love, to do it. They used to, they used to film um you know the music performances that they used to have on t4 they used to film them on a friday and then they'd go out as live as you know in telly um i'd go out as live on the sunday and um we all went down because it was beyonce you know it was the first i think it was the first solo single wasn't it so so we all went down and i remember i'll never forget that the props guys got this huge huge industrial, you know, because she likes a fan, doesn't she, Beyonce? This huge industrial fan um, for, you know, for, for the Crazy in Love performance. 
and they hadn't tested it before she started the performance and she started singing crazy in love and they, they, they turned the fan on and a, a shitload of dust and crap just flew out of the fan and hit the on in the face so she was literally covered in all this like kind of muck and grime where this this fan has been stored i'll never forget that memory <laughs> the people that you got to meet and the people that you got to kind of take the piss out of really was was just amazing and so of course you know work being able to dribble on the lap of dame june sarpong mbe oba whatever she is now you know you know we need a lot we need more to june sarpong in our life we really do because she was just bonkers the one the one thing I, I kind of the name drop thing that i'll do the thing that i'll always sign out on is that i once got to spend an afternoon with the rock dwayne johnson where we all he almost played my lover um in a flat in soho so it was you know when you used to do when when school children went on holidays and they'd have the the um the uh the uh, kind of like uh summer summer mornings and things like that so they'd have a little bit of t4 on every day monday to friday and it was me and the rock and so it was like me and the rock would wake up in a bed together and then the rock would be doing my ironing in a, in a frilly penny and then the rock would be polishing my shoes and stuff nobody believes me and i'm, and I'm like that to my mom mom you must have an old you must have an old vhs of that i just again i think i think there's i think there's a t i don't know i don't know about what you think but i think with the whole t4 days there's you know the, you, you obviously started with ben shepherd um and then you kind of moved on to like dermot and margarita but i think the glory days were our time do you know what i mean when it was me and steve and vernon and june and makita and simon you know before kind of it all went yep. a little bit skinny jeans with alexa chung and what's his name nick grimshaw and all that. oh yeah 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 never mind them lot but i, I just think our days were kind of <laughs> i don't know that when you when you think about t4 you think about that period yeah totally we're oh, oh yeah we're there with you and also i remember those early days didn't you actually shoot didn't you actually film it in the channel for like headquarter building that glass building yeah right downstairs there. yeah so it was downstairs and I, I remember you could smoke in the um you could smoke <laughs> in the in the in like the dressing room and stuff it was it was like a drum wasn't it it was almost like a a round drum so when we when i first started at t4 it was upstairs in the canteen and then it moved to downstairs in that in that drum thing and i'll never I'll, and you know i remember like i remember victoria beckham coming down to do what was that solo song she did? Not out of your mind, the second one, and David coming with her. Um, not such a not, not such not an such innocent girl. girl. Yeah, and Victoria came, <laughs> and um, and she um, and she came down, and David had come down with her as well. And I just remember every single gay and every single like thirsty female that worked in Channel Four had literally come downstairs to the drum. And David, as Victoria's performing, David squatting on the floor and I remember seeing the crack of his ass and his, his Calvin Klein and he's really egging really egging Victoria go on girl go on darling you're doing good you're doing good as, as she was miming away through her performance and that's that's what I, whenever you tell me about the drum at T4 that's what I remember is David the crack of David Beckham's ass <laughs> Anthony it has been an utter pleasure talking to you and helping us round off our Totally Scott Lee coverage if our listeners want to follow you on Instagram and Twitter, where, where do they need to go? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I, I took my 
on Twitter because I just I'm I just, I'm just too confrontational. I can't deal with all the angst. But I'm I, <laughs> I'm a huge Instagram slut, so I'm a, at Crankster. So it's C R A N K Z T E R. So yeah, so I'm I'm on there, and it's normally just um, either pictures of me and my undies and pictures of Jill Till or Julie Goodyear, who is you know who played Beth Lynch in Coronation Street. That seems to be the the gamut of my um, Instagram page. Yeah, I mean, salt. Interested in every single one of the things you just mentioned. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. Anthony Crank, thank you so much. Woo, it's Ooh, Anthony Crank. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's lovely to meet you. Ah, oh, that was our interview with Anthony Crank from Totally Scott Lee. Oh, my God. David Beckham's bum crack during a performance of Not Such an Innocent Girl. Um, the, the Warrington mural. Oh my God. Just what a, what a great guy. Just perfection. We have to say thank you so much for Anthony Crank, uh, joining us via satellite. Yeah. From Warrington. Couldn't be a more perfect guest for us, really. Utterly perfect. (laughs) If, as Anthony said, if you want to follow him on Instagram, his handle is crankster, which is C-R-A-N-K-Z slash Z T E R crankster on Instagram. Um, he seems to post, as he said, a lot of Nighty Night. Yep. Great. A, a show which we need to really get into at some point. Um, lots of pics of him looking great. Yep. Very into it. And um, his gorgeous pink sofa, which I would like. Yes, I really like his. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a little decor perving as well as just general perving. Oh, it's a it's a very strong Instagram. Mm. So thank you again to Anthony Crank and thank you all for listening to this season of Your Welcome America presents Totally Scott Lee. I say that like there's going to be another season. There's not. No, but there might be another season of Your Welcome America presents. <gasps> so uh... watch out coming your way in 2021. There might be a little something special. Just do you know what? January and February, cold hard months. Well, that January blues, especially with COVID, I think, I, I, I can't imagine anyone's going to write anything about that on social media. <laughs> Dry January. Oh, oh my God. I can't even think about how annoying people are going to be. Okay. <laughs> so as ever, our usual episodes of Your Welcome America will be coming every other week, but we have a special season series special thing. Don't know what the words are coming out in January. So keep an eye out for that. You're totally welcome. Bye. I've got to be honest, I think that a lot of the time, they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work and there'll be, it's blood, sweat and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really shit.